Hey, summer means playlist. Summer, summer means playlist because if you're going on a road trip, you have to have a you have to have a playlist. Now, some of you guys are you're nerdy, and so you have a tech playlist. You're listening to nerdy tech stuff. All you want to learn about all the all the latest tech gadgets. So you're learning about the Apple devices, and you're learning about Google devices, and you're learning about all the things that is, is exciting to you. It's you're you got a tech playlist. Like, man, I love love the tech list. Now, some of you guys in here today, you're like you when you go on a road road trip, you you have that Will Smith summer summer summertime. You go back like '90s rap, '90s hip hop. And some of you guys, that's where you at. Some of you guys are, you're not saved. And so you listen to country music. Like you just put on a country playlist. <laughs> that's just what you listen to. But that's okay. You, today you have an opportunity to get saved and you can meet Jesus. You can get rid of that heathen music. No, I'm just kidding. Um, my, my, when I was younger, I, I, I'm like old school country. And some of you guys know about old school country. Garth Brooks, Tim McGraw, um, George Strait. Who else? Some of you guys, I'm trying to find out where you guys are at. This is our, our, preschool, co- our preschool coordinator. She's listening to this. We're going to get her saved day, okay, so she can get rid of her country. But I listen to all the, all the old school. And he, my, dad, um, my dad went through this season of life where he thought he was country. And, and so he, my dad dips, and um, he dips. But he went through this season of life where he cut my basketball games, cowboy boots, black dude. My dad's black, my mom was white. Cowboy, I didn't, and there's, it was, back then there was only one black country singer, okay, and Darius Rucker wasn't on the scene quite yet, okay? And he doesn't count. <clears throat> so my dad would wear black, my dad would wear boots, jeans, belt, denim shirt tucked in. He would button the top, and my dad would wear a bolo. I mean, that's embarrassing. Like, when you go to, when you're at your, when you're at your basketball game, and your dad walks in looking like he's going to eight seconds or Cowboys that night, that's embarrassing for a dude who's just like, and here I am, I'm trying to figure out what my identity is. My dad's black, my mom's like, I don't know what I am. I go to f- fill out job applications, I'm circling the white dot and the black dot. Like, I do not know, and my dad walks in looking like country, you know, black Tim McGraw. It was so, so confusing, but some of you guys in here today, you guys, you're rockers, you listen to some, some rock music, and you, you have a certain kind of playlist. When I get in the car, I like to, when we go on a road trip, we're going to go over to um, see Clint uh, on Tuesday, and... Uh, and, and Viero, and then we're going to drive down south and see uh, Joey and April, our overseers. We're going to see them in Viero the next day. And I, I like to put my, 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 my earbuds in. Someone gifted me a pair of those really expensive um, Apple things that you put in your ear, and I love those things. But someone gifted those to me, and I like to put a sermon in because I like to, I like to be, ref, I like to be re- refueling myself and kind of putting in, and putting content. But you have to have a playlist. you got to have a playlist. And I think this. I think as Christians, we should have a playlist. And our, our students, the last few weeks, they've been learning about the fruit of the Spirit. And, and if you're just joining church for the first time and you have no idea what a fruit of the Spirit is, you're like, but I want one, we're going to tell you how you can have some. But the fruit of the Spirit, the Bible says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, the Bible says, but the Holy Spirit, it produces the kind of fruit in our lives. Now, this is the kind of things that God wants for your life, okay? If you don't have these, we're going to help you get these. And if you don't have these, we're going to make sure that you have an opportunity to get them. And if you have some of them, but you want all of them, we're going to make sure that you get all of the, all the fruits. Yesterday, I walked into, um, up into Winn-Dixie, and, and we had been eating at restaurants quite a bit this week. And so I was like, I'm going to cook today. So I walked into Winn-Dixie. I'm going to, get a, I'm going to cook. I'm going to, I'm going to cook the kids a good, healthy lunch. So I went by the hot dog section. I got some beef hot dogs, all beef hot dogs. I got some buns. We had mac and cheese for days. Diana knew our kids have had mac and cheese almost every single day, and they've loved it. And uh, Portia's not in here today, but they love Portia's mac and cheese. Portia made them some mac and cheese. But they, so I made, them, I made them lunch, and I saw a watermelon. My daughter, my, my 11-year-old, she loves watermelon. 
don't know where she gets that from. She gets it from her daddy. So I got this watermelon. I put it in there. But you and I, we're supposed to have some fruit. Okay, here's the fruit that Jesus wants for your life. Okay, here's the things. And this is what we, if your mom's and dad's in your day and you have little kids in our kids' area, this is what we've been teaching your kids. We want your kids to have love. And that comes from, that comes from the Lord. We want them to have joy. We want them to have we want their lives to have, we want them to have some lives. Not like Marie Kondo joy, but like real kind of joy. Like the kind of joy that not from keeping clothes that gives you joy. When Dinah left this past week, I said, hon, when you get back, I'm cleaning the garage out. While you're gone, I'm cleaning the garage out. So I load up my Explorer. I mean, I filled it out, just all kinds of stuff. Ladies, I don't know why y'all keep that stuff year one, year two, <laughs> year three. True story. When we had, our, when we, when we had hope, um, Dinah bought this chandelier to hang up in her room, and we never hung it up. She's 11, we just got rid of it last year. Like, I said, babe, she kept the receipt taped to the chandelier. Like nobody, and, and, we've, and mind you, we have a garage, that's one of, the, one of the ways that we pay for our vacations every year, June, May, June, we have a garage sale, which only people, I don't know what that means about us, but we have garage sales down here in Florida, and they open up our community, they open up our, our neighborhood, and everyone has a garage sale, and, I said, babe, for 10 years, nobody has taken this ratchet chandelier. Nobody wants it. I said, can I please get rid of it? No, just one more year. So she was gone. I took that. So I load the truck up, and she FaceTimes me. So I got the, my Explorer completely loaded up, and she's like, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm going to have coffee. She's like, no, the Explorer is, the Explorer is packed. She's like, what are you doing to all that stuff? I said, baby, when you get back, it's going to be gone. You're welcome. She's like, I need those lamps. I'm like, no, you want those lamps. There's a difference between need and want. I said, these lamps do not give you joy. <laughs> we want them to have a real kind of, we want them to have a real kind of joy. We want your kids to have that. We want them to have, let them have peace. We live in a world today where people are looking for peace. They're looking for all the, at the wrong places. And we want them to have patience. Moms and dads, you're like, well, I don't even have that. What do I want my kid to have? My 11-year-old does not have patience when she wants something. There's a song that used to sing, I know what I want, and I want it now. She does not have the, not have the patience. I'm dating myself by singing the lyrics to that song. And the Bible says that um, kindness comes from God. Kindness comes. We, we live in a world, there's a lot of people who aren't, who aren't kind. I, I, you you want to see, if you want to see not people who aren't kind, Go try park in Winter Garden Village right after church today and see people cut people off for parking spots. Last week I saw it happen, and a guy pulled up right behind the guy. He's like, yo, that was my spot. And then the guy got out. He was like a, the guy that, that took the spot was like Jamie Bojanski, muscle, and the guy got back in his car. <laughs> he put a reverse and just went back. He's like, I'll park somewhere else. Like, I'm not messing with that guy. And uh, I think he was hoping it was like a little old lady, but it was a, it was a big, strong, buff guy. Kindness, goodness. We need some people who have some goodness in, inside of them that comes from Jesus and faithfulness and gentleness. We need some gentleness. We need some self-control. We live in a world today where there isn't a whole lot of, there isn't a whole lot of self-control. We need some self-control. And the Bible says that there is no law against these things. Like these are the things that you want to have in your life. So in our kids' environment, our kindergarten through fifth grade, they get a thing called a bottom line. And in the kid packet today, you might have that. And, and the bottom lines that are, that, are, that our children learned this week is that they, they went through the first, um, the first five of these. And they're going to go through a few more of them next week. But the first one we learned that the bottom line is we love others because God loved us. We love others because that's, that's why we love people, because God loved us. The Bible says in the, in the book of John that he first loved us. Because he loved us, we should love other people. The Bible also tells us this, that we should choose joy 
We should choose joy no matter what's going on. We live in a day where our joy is so, our joy is so contingent upon our situation. I meet some people, they've got terrible situations, but their joy is super, super high. Lots of joy. Cruddy situation, but lots of joy. Our joy should not be contingent upon a, a piece of clothing article. Our joy cannot, should not be contingent upon a, an object that we buy at the mall. <clears throat> we, our bottom line for week three was you can have peace because God is in control. You can have peace because God is in control. You, you should know that. You know, a lot of people, I saw this meme yesterday that somebody posted, but you and I, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but we know who does know what's going to happen tomorrow. His name is God. He already has your story written out. There's an author, and his name is Jesus. And then lastly, and then today they're supposed to look at this idea of, or no, week four we learned that when you need to, you, when you need to wait, ask God for patience. Ask God for patience. So I tell my daughter, I'm like, you just need to ask God for patience. And God uses, you, moms and dads, you know why God gives us kids? He gives us kids to teach us patience. God's like, I don't need to teach you that. I'll let your kids teach you that. And Lord knows I had to learn some patience this week. And today they're supposed to learn to be kind to everyone. Be kind to everyone. I've told you guys this a handful of times, though. We live in a day and age where people, we live in people, people aren't kind. We, got, if peop, we had more kindness, we sure could get a lot further in life. Our world would look a lot a lot different. So moms and dads, you should have the fruit of the spirit. Those are all of our bottom lines. Our kids know those. They should be memorizing them. They should be bringing their friends because when they do that, they're going to get an award for that. They're trying to save up points so you can get the most. And so as I was studying through scripture, I was really trying to figure out where, where, could, I find a, where could I find a passage of scripture that can encapsulate all those things because that's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. Like, how do you get, what, what does someone look like who has all the fruits of the Spirit? And so if you have a Bible, flip over to Matthew chapter 25. I want to show you this story that I think is going to help you. I think it's going to move you along further in your spiritual journey. And I think God wants to show you and I some things in Matthew chapter 25. If you have a Bible, turn over to verse 31. The Bible says this, but when the Son of Man comes into his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. Verse 32, all the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at the left hand. Here's, the, here's what this is. At the very end of our life, at the very, when God comes back, he's going to separate people who know him as their Savior and people who don't know him as their Savior. That's what God's going to do. At the very end of our time, he's going to say, you knew me come into heaven, you didn't know me, there's an eternal lake of fire. And it sounds super, super bad, and it seems like God's not very loving, but the Bible records to us that God is so loving that he wants nobody to perish, but he loves us so much that he also gives us a choice. So we get to choose a relationship with Jesus Christ, or we can choose not to. When we choose a relationship with Jesus Christ, then we get all the fruits of the Spirit. When we choose not to have the relationship with Jesus Christ, then we don't have any of the fruit of the Spirit. And there's also, there's an eternal punishment. When you die, you take your last breath on this earth. There's an eternity after that. There's heaven and there's hell. We don't spend a lot of time talking about hell because we don't want to scare people out of, we don't want to scare people into heaven. We want them to tell them there's a God who loves them. You can choose the love of God or you can choose the opposite of love of God. You can choose heaven, you can choose hell. We all get to make the choice. I get to make the choice, you get a choice. God loves us so much that he gives you, he gives you a choice. He loves you so much, he gives you a choice. Isn't that so cool? He loves you so much that he doesn't put a, a strap around your arm and say, you have to do what I tell you to do. You've got to go this way. And he doesn't yank you around like that mom yanks her kid around with that strap when their kid's two or three. I'm not judging you. My kid had one too. I yanked that thing hard. I was like, I just want to see how far I could sling that little guy. Like, he deserved it. The other day, a kid was acting bad. I was asking his mom, I said, when your kid acts bad, what do you do? I said, my mom would, would, would take her fingernails 
and slide him right up in our arms. And she would put a death grip on her arms. I mean, she just locked in. Like she would, and like you, like it hurt too bad to scream. <laughs> and you couldn't move. So it's just like, Ugh. you see little two-year-old kids just like, you know, their knees buckling. She would just lock in to let me know, hey, I'm the boss. I got this. So the Bible says God's gonna separate the left from the right. And the Bible says in verse 34, the king will say to those on his right, come on in. If you're a Christian, come on in. You guys are, you guys are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom that's prepared for you from the creation. I prepared a kingdom for you. Come on into heaven. I prepared a room for you. Come on in. Like you're gonna love the room. I, you're gonna love the room. You're gonna love the paint color. You're gonna love the lamps. Your bed's so comfortable. I've got a perfect place prepared for you in heaven. Don't you wanna go to heaven? I do. Why wouldn't you want to? If God is making the place for me, if God's preparing heaven for me, why wouldn't you want all that God has for you? I want that. I mean, I wanna go to heaven. Heaven sounds, heaven sounds incredible. The Bible says that he says, hey, man, here's this incredible place prepared for you. Come on in. And he says here, he goes, hey, I wanna, I wanna tell you guys why I'm letting you guys in. You have a relationship with Jesus Christ and you have the fruit of the spirit. You have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and goodness and self-control. And I know you have that because I see in verse 35, I was hungry and you gave me some food. The people that have the fruit want to share the fruit. Generous people want to share all that they have. That's what generous people want to do. The Bible says in Proverbs, we say it every week in our offering time, but the world of the generous, it gets larger and larger and larger, but the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller and smaller. If you have fruit, you want to share it. I always hate moms and dads, and I hate when I go grab the last banana and I feel the presence of a four and a half year old twin walk up and say, can I have a banana? And I look over and see that there's no more on the shelf. And I look at that banana and I look at them and you guys know me well, you're like, that's savage. He just says no and eats it. I'm like, here, had the last banana that I wanted. Currently I'm going through a situation where I'm really mad at Giselle because Giselle cuts her kids freaking bananas up and puts a dollop of peanut butter on all of them. I don't have the patience for that. I'm praying for it. I don't have that kind of patience. I don't want to put a doll of peanut butter. I don't like to touch the peanut butter. I don't want to get dirty. I don't want to get dirty ever. I'm like trying to figure out how to get the peanut butter on there without getting it on your finger. Like, what is wrong with this guy? I don't know. God's teaching me patience. People who have the fruit, they want to share the fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control, all that comes from God. And he wants to share. So I was hungry. There was a point where I was hungry, and you guys, you guys, you fed me. People who have fruit, they... They feed the people. He goes, and there was a season of life where I wasn't just hungry. There was a season of life where I was thirsty. And you gave me some water. I was thirsty and you gave me water. My son has saved up 100 bucks really quickly. I don't know how he did it so fast, but he's like, people are daring him. He's making like 20 bucks a pop, doing dances for 40. Like, you're like, wait, what kind of dance is he doing for 40 bucks? Did you, he's making 40 bucks. Honestly, it doesn't really matter. Like, the dude's hustling. So he walks in the other day and he goes, I'm gonna buy my, he's gonna buy his first pair of Jordans. Obviously that's Joel Jordan's influence. Pray for my kid. That's his last time hanging out with him because those shoes are expensive, way past my budget. But I'm like, if you save up for it, do you, boo? <laughs> he buys these shoes and we walk into Panera to buy lunch and Orlando Health is raising money for a new trauma center. And he takes out a dollar bill and he puts a dollar bill in there. Pick up Diana from the airport, we fly back across town we go out to eat with your friend Danielle and I'm buying my food. He goes, Dad, 
I want to buy Danielle's, I want to buy Danielle's food. I'm like, now Danielle, she's healthy. That's going to be an expensive meal. You sure you want to do this? <clears throat> and she's getting a bottle of water. She's like a bougie water person like Joe. Like, I'm like, she's not going to buy a bottle of water. Like, she's not like getting a cup of water. Like, when you got four kids, get a cup of water. When you're by yourself, you get a bottle of water. But if you have four kids, you're like, I'll have a cup. <laughs> I got to save all the dollars I got. But also, there was a season in my life when I was hungry, and you guys actually, you gave me some, you gave me some food. You shared the you share the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, and the goodness. And people that have that, they're, they're feeding people and they're giving, them, they're giving them water. There was a time, he says, I was a stranger and you invited me into your house. You said, come on in. I didn't, I didn't have a place to stay. You said, hey, just come stay with me. There was a time when I was, when I was naked and you gave me some clothing. Let me put it practically for you. There was a time where... These kids that are at this school right across the town, right across the, right across from here, Maxie Elementary, there was a point when they had no, they had no underwear. When they messed themselves, they had no pants, they had no jackets, they had none of that stuff. And and, and Debbie Andrews and Amy Garman and you guys, your generosity, you you took together some money and you got some jackets and you bought some things and you and you went over there and you, you took care of them. There was a point when they when they feed over 30 homeless people, 30 people who are low-income families that that don't have dinner on the weekends. There was a time when you guys went out and bought spaghetti and pasta and peanut butter and jelly sandwich, loaves of bread. And you sent. There was a time when you did that. You you shared that. That's when you saw me. When did we ever see you, Jesus? Well, we saw you whenever you did the, the, the serve day that's coming up. When you, when you gave over $1,000 to people to buy groceries at Bravo. Just changing their name, by the way. Just giving you a heads up. It's a fiasco. When you gave the free vaccines, the free car wash on serve day. When you gave away the gasoline for people in, in, in downtown winter. When you did all those things. When you packaged 10,000 plus meals on serve day, July 13th. When you did all those things, you weren't doing those things for just people that you didn't know. You were actually doing those things you were doing them to me. When you fed the firefighters on July 3rd, you did that for me because people that have the fruit, they want to share the fruit, the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the goodness, the self-control. You, you share that stuff. Those people share. They share. That's when you, that's when you did that. <clears throat> Donnie got in the car last night from Kenya. She goes, we have to do a trip to Kenya next year with the whole entire trip, with the whole entire, whoever wants to go on the church, they want to, there's people already asking to go to Kenya next year. Like we did well, because those people that are asking, okay, they want to go, they want to serve. They want to feed the, the people that are hungry and give the water to the people. They want to fill the over 2,500 prescriptions that we filled out. Most of those medical supplies came from this church. Like, you want to do those things. You, you want to serve. You want to have, you want to share. You want to give what you, what you, what you got. I was, you invited me into your home. You were, <clears throat> you were naked and you, you gave me, I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and and you visited me. I was in prison and you, and you visited me. And then the righteous will reply, Lord, when do we ever see you hungry and feed you? And when do we ever see you thirsty and give you something to drink or, or stranger? And how, when did we show you hospitality? Or when were you naked and we gave you clothing? Because that would have been weird. And we definitely would have remembered the whole naked thing. And when did we ever see you sick in prison? Is sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them, God will say, I tell you the truth. Whenever you did to somebody else, you did it to me. Whenever you did it to somebody else, you did that. You were doing that to me, for me. That's what. That's who you're. That wasn't a stranger. That was. That was me. You know. And I think sometimes you and I, we were. I, I want to make sure I. So I learned this just this past week. I, I think Clint was telling me this. That you and I, we this least of these people that we see matchup twenty five. This least of these people. I think sometimes we've labeled that as a someone who really does not have it going really good for them. 
but it could be for someone in this auditorium. It could be for the person that you're sitting with at your, at your office. It doesn't have to be someone who, who can't afford a glass of water. It could be, it's for the person who feels left out. And we're, we want to be a church for people who feel like they're, they're left out, who things aren't going their way, things aren't going the direction, like things are going just really, really bad for them. We want to be the kind of church for people who are, where they, they're the least of these kind of people. The kind of people that when they come to Hope Church and they're on their, they're on their last day or their worst day, they walk in and say, okay, I can come back here again because something happened in that place and I want, they actually care about people there. They actually love people there. We've never ever lost a bunch of people in the summertime. We've always grown. We've always had people visit our church in the summertime because it's, we're, we're a growing church. We're healthy. There's something different here. There people care about people here and people sense that. Like our bracelets say, all people, all times, all places. We really want to be that kind of church. So here's what I learned about the fruit of the Spirit. When you have the fruit of the Spirit, it's proof of your salvation. The fruit of the Spirit is proof of your salvation. You're like, dang, I gotta get saved, eh? Because I don't have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. I need that. I gotta get saved. Hey, church, we're a church. We want you to be saved. That's it. One of the greatest soul winners in my circle is in this room. He's new to our church. And I tell him all the time, like, I want to make sure when people come to church, they get saved. Because there's a God who loves you and cares about you, has a plan for your life. He wants you to know him. He already knows you. He wants you to have a relationship with you. Jesus wants relationship with you. I get so tired of explaining that to people because people have a hard time accepting that God wants to know them and love them. Because we live in a day and age of society where a lot of people don't care about people. and Don't want to know them and don't want to spend time with them don't want to love on them, don't want to pour into them. So why would God want to? He wants to know you, friends. He wants to know you. Hey, fruit of the Spirit is proof of your salvation. Here's the second thing. You're like, well, I must not be saved. Fruit of the Spirit also shows what we need to work on. You can be saved and be struggling in the patience area. You can be saved and your, and your joy could just be like, not all there. Like, like joy is that we could do, we could do a whole we could do a whole sermon series on joy. You know the acronym I always give you for, for joy. It's been a while since I give it to you. So if you're new, let me give it to you. Jesus first, others second, and you last. We got so many people that got that mixed up. It's like, it's all about me, 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 It's whatever I want. It's Jesus first, others second, and you last. I like myself, but I shouldn't like myself more than I like serving people and loving people. I like myself. You should like yourself. But I shouldn't like myself more than I, than I like Jesus. That's, if you put, anytime you put yourself above God, it's called idolatry. Like that's straight Old Testament, Ten Commandments. Like I don't know if you remember memorizing the Ten Commandments, but you should put other, no other gods before God. And sometimes we put ourselves before God. So it shows you what you need to work on. If you're here today and you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, which one of these do you need to work on? <laughs> is it the love? Like you quit loving people. Sometimes we get salvation. We're like, well, I'm good. I don't need to love anybody because God loves me and I'm good. And I, I mean, God loves my circle and it's an us for no more kind of deal. Like, so we're all, we're all good. My circle's good. So they got to, someone else needs to love them. How are you loving? How are you with the patience? Are you, are you a patient person? Are you like, yeah, I'm terrible at being patient. I'm, well, the Bible says that we have not because we ask not. Why don't you pray for patience? Isn't it, like, these are really good things. You can get to the end of your day and you can look at these things and see how you're doing. 
and it's funny because all these things help you be more like, they're, they're helping you become more like Jesus. So if you don't have patience, then you need to pray about it. Probably what you'll find out when you start praying for patience, you might find out that your prayer life's not that good. <laughs> so as you're, as you're praying for patience, your actual, your actual prayer life, actually, God will actually build your prayer life because you're praying for patience. And when we want something, we never forget to pray for that. Pray for me, pastor, I'm sick. Pray for me, pastor, I'm going through this. We'll forget about it. But if I'm sick, God, I'm sick today, God. Just want to remind you, God. God, I'm going through a situation, God. Just, God, would you heal my situation? You, like, you want patience? You want joy? Are you, or just, is there something in your life today that's just hijacking your joy? I'm sure there is. Are you terrible at self-control when you go into Winter Garden Village? Pray for that. Pray for that. And that's so funny to us. We laugh. But if we don't have self-control there, how can we, have, how can we exercise self-control? We want to bring people to church. We want them to hear about Jesus. How can we, not, how can we, be, in the, how can we be in the parking lot cussing somebody out and they'll walk in the street like, hey, you really, I want to introduce you to my friend. His name is Jesus. You got to come to my church and, and I'm going to introduce you to Jesus. That's kind of a conflict, right? We need self-control because that's our, that's our witness. We witness people by having self, self-control. self 